1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Pull up a stool and join us. 585 866 4FAN.
1: 866 4326. The Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia. On the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM
0: 950, The Fan, Rochester. All right, you're back at the Sports Bar just hours away from the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs. We welcome in Dennis Birdstein from the fourth period, one of our favorites when we're talking hockey. And before we get to the matchups of round one, Dennis, we know you're in Edmonton. Uh, We want to just quickly uh, get your thoughts on the Sabres season as a whole. It didn't end up the way we wanted it to. A lot of people believe this was a missed opportunity, that Buffalo played well enough at times a season to be a postseason team. And and Gino and I are kind of going back and forth here as to how they managed UPL after the Mm -hmm. addition of Devin Levi, especially when you consider that here in Rochester, the Amherst are gearing up for a Calder Cup run, and they'll do so without UPL, who started the season in Rochester.
3: Well, I'm an NHL guy, so I don't really care much about minor league hockey. So I don't think the look. Here's the thing: every time I talk to you guys, and I've been on the show for years now, well, what do I always finish with? God bless, God bless,
2: you, me, okay? yeah. <laughs>
3: and, well, I don't have to do that anymore. Like, you guys should be in the playoffs next year. Like, Devin Levi would be the guy. You should be in the playoffs. The thing now it was a new. I had a new take this year. The Sabres were the biggest tease Hmm. in the NHL because every time they got close, every time they won four straight or five straight and they were within point of a playoff spot, they'd lose three in a row. They'd play bad defense. They wouldn't get good goaltending. But you have to be happy if you're a Sabres fan about this season and next season. And remember, Teja got hurt. There are a couple of games uh, down the stretch. So I think it was a great season for this team. I think it validates everything that Kevin Adams and and ownership has done. And they're on the right track without question. They're going to be a dangerous team in the coming seasons.
2: Yeah, Dennis. joining us from Edmonton is uh, Dennis Bernstein, the fourth period. And Dennis, before we start talking about all these matchups, I just wish I was in charge of NHL marketing or at least somebody could get to Gary Bettman because why did this league not start or set the schedule up just to give the NBA the whole weekend to themselves? The game you're covering tonight, Dennis, why wasn't this the late afternoon TV game introduced the world here to Connor McDavid? Instead, uh, kids on the East Coast tonight are going to have uh, trouble staying up for this one.
3: Well, I think you've got to look at the big picture, right? And it's also about a building availability. In this series between Edmonton and L.A., between games five and six, there's three days off between that. And that's the only, only series in the entire league that's having that because of building availability. So I, I think, it, yeah, I, I get it. I would agree with you. Maybe they're saving Connor for that Stanley Cup final against the Rangers so he can play Stanley Cup final hockey at Madison Square Garden. But, again, I, I, why do you want to tweak the best thing about this sport? Like I get it. Like tonight in Edmonton, it's an eight twenty face off. Like for the fancy, that's brutal. Like you're not getting out of the building until eleven o'clock at night. But because you have sixteen teams and eight rounds going and building availability where well, you have teams like Los Angeles that have two other tenants playing games in here and right in the middle of the playoffs. That's why you have these issues.
0: So we go into the postseason, Dennis, looking at a team that's set all kinds of records and it, it isn't always a given that the president's trophy winner hoists the Stanley cup when it's all said and done, but it's really, really hard for me to wrap my mind around a team other than Boston winning it all. Talk to me a little bit about how you feel about the Bruins here going into this postseason and in, in the East.
3: Okay. So caveat, I picked, uh, Carolina over Colorado in October for fourth period. I've Now, you have to pick the Bruins, right? They're prohibitive favorites. But as you mentioned, you know the last President's Trophy team to win the Stanley Cup? The Blackhawks in 2012-2013. Yeah. It's been 10 years. Because you know why? Because these teams that win the President's Trophy, they don't have a lot of adversity. And guess what you get after, like, one game you could have adversity? Like, if Alex Lyons stands on his head tonight in Boston and wins the game then people are going to say, oh, the regular season doesn't mean anything. Forget it. So that's why. Yeah, but the Bruins, look, here's the thing. When you could put Taylor Hall and Tyler Bertuzzi on your third line and you could have Dimitri Olof on your third pair, most, for most teams he'd be your first pair of guys, you have to favor this team. Now, number one, there's a bug going around the Bruins right now, so Bergeron might not play tonight, so that's an issue. But, look, they'll be tested. And, and the funny thing is, you mentioned the Bruins, record-setting season, 64 wins. There's one team that split the season series with them, the Florida Panthers. Mm. They were two and two. So you don't know. You you just don't know. But I, I think at least in this round, guys, there's too much structure. There's too much depth. And the Panthers were, got hot at the end, but is Alex Lyon really going to come in and beat the Bruins four out of seven? Is any team? I think that's the question. But as you mentioned, it does happen. It does happen. we the best team. That, but this clearly is, is the team that's superior to everybody. But one injury, when, if wrong gets hurt or if Krajci gets hurt and they, they don't have the same strength in the middle, like it's up for good, That's why this trophy is the best trophy in all sports. It is so difficult because, guys, you never hear, oh, that team had an easy – trip to the Stanley Cup. It it never happens. You're going to play tough. It's a tough uh, conference in the East. You know, if they get past the Panthers, which I think they do, they'll get Toronto or Tampa, and then they'll get the team for the Metro, which could be the Rangers, Devils, could be the Canes. It's not going to be easy for Boston.
2: Yeah, in Tampa, here they are again. Uh, I, Dennis, this doesn't feel the same to me. <laughs> yeah. is, is this finally the year that Toronto gets yeah. out of the first round?
3: Yeah, I'm picking them in six. Just Tampa's played so much hockey, so like four seasons they played so much hockey. They looked tired, and you know there's always that take: oh, they're laying in the weeds. They're, they're, they don't care about the regular season. I watched them down the stretch. They were five and five down the stretch. They didn't play well. And here's the thing: I get it. Like uh, you know, Breesbone makes great trades. He traded like nine guys or whatever it was for Tanneja. know he is going to get in a lineup. But when they traded Ryan McDonough because of salary cap issues, to fit the other guys in like Brandon Hagel and, and, and Braden Point, like, they're going to miss him in the playoffs. That's the one key because Nick Sperbix, who's a rookie who did fine, any rookie is set up for success when you play for Tampa. But I think that's the one key that you know late in the series, a game five, a six or a seven, Ryan McDermott comes up with a big defensive player, a big block. I think that's the key to their success, and I think they'll really miss him. So, yeah, I, I like you. I think this is the year, the first time since 2004, that Toronto will win a
0: series. So you mentioned your preseason picks, Dennis, that you had the Canes coming out of the yeah. East, and I love that pick, and I've loved watching the Canes all season long. I think they've yeah. been spectacular. Smetchnikov not playing for the Canes with that torn ACL. Yep. How much is that going to hurt their chances here of making it to the final?
3: It's going to hurt a lot. And remember, already went out with an Achilles injury, so that, that was two guys they were counting on for goals. And then they play an Islanders team, which Islanders can play 3-2 games because that's what I suspect. If you're playing over-unders in games, you've got to play the under-the-goal total in Carolina Islanders because all you're going to get are defense and saves. So Sorokin's the top-three goalie in the league. This team, and I pick them. I, I like the Islanders as much as I loved Carolina coming into the season. They're coach well. They're fast. They're smart. Love Rod Rindamore as a coach. I think the Islands, because Matthew Barzell, who was injured, has a knee injury. People thought he was done for the season. He's back for game one. I think there's a great opportunity for the Islands to upset the Canes in round one because they play the same style. These are going to be low-scoring, low-event games. I like the Arnold to actually to emerge in round in round one against the Canes.
2: Wow, that makes every Saber fan feel really good about how the season ended. Up. <laughs> Dennis Bernstein from the fourth period uh, joining us, and Dennis Danger and I are both on record. We don't like this format. I know we're not, a lot of people don't, but I'm sure Gary Bettman and others can say, "Look, see, we're giving you Rangers Devils as a as a result." And boy, that's a fun series. Uh, are, are, the question I'm wondering, Dennis, the Devils, here they are, young team, first time, how do you think they react in this situation?
3: I don't know. Because they have got, like, uh, Jesper Bratt. He's played one playoff game in his life. Jack Hughes, none. Nico Heischer, none. It, it's, a, it's experience and star power against inexperienced, younger star power. It's a great series. It's a great matchup. You have two great goaltenders. Like, I, look, I remember 1994... I think you could have to say I think you could go to game 7 between these two go to double overtime and then you can pick the winner I don't think there's much to separate the one difference between the two teams is the experience versus the youth of the Devils. They're a fast, quick team. It may come back to bite them. I like the Rangers in seven, but the Devils could easily emerge to go on and play the winner of the other round in the Metro.
0: You know, we go out west. We know you're in Edmonton. We'll talk a little bit about the Oilers and your Kings, but the, the Golden Knights sure. against Seattle, Dennis, feels like a real compelling matchup as well, and it's fun to see an expansion team in only their second year of existence make it to the Stanley Cup. They, they've been... They've been a fun team this year. Can they play spoiler yeah. against a very good Golden Knight squad?
3: They could until they announced that Mark Stone and Zach Whitecloud are going to play in game one. Yeah. And if they're at full strength, they're going to win. Their, their, their. Look, it's a great season for Seattle. Like, second year, they made the playoffs. They're a pesky team. You know, we had Jared McCann scoring 40 goals. I didn't. Maybe 14, but not 40. It's a great season. This team does it by committee. They don't have superstars. They don't have great goaltending. Uh, they score a lot of goals. If you look at their offense, even though they don't have, you know, Conor McDavid or Nathan McKinnon, they score a lot of goals. They create a lot of offense. But I think Vegas are full strength. Because the one thing about Vegas, and, and you can talk about Edmonton in a second, Edmonton went 9-0-1 down the stretch. And yet they still didn't win the division because Vegas – Is a mentally tough team. Bruce Cassidy came in, and I get it. Like his message wore out in Boston. He came here. He he, this team is mentally tough with Mark Stone back. They are absolutely could get back to a a Cup final like they did five seasons ago. I I like it won't be a breeze because Seattle will be tough. Primarily on the road, they're not a great home team, uh, but I, I think Vegas takes care of business and then goes on to winner of the uh, the Edmonton uh, L.A. series.
2: Yeah, well, so that's where you are tonight, Edmonton and L.A. First round uh, game one. Tell us a little bit about this Kings team. You're close to it. You do the Kings uh, roundtable podcast, uh, Dennis. Mm-hmm. Are, uh, how how much? Because I'm sure hockey fans in general want to see McDavid. You have to think that yeah. uh, nobody's really going to Kings be had a the nice game. season.
3: Yeah, yeah, low did, key,
0: really nice season.
3: Yeah, they were in it until the last couple of weeks when they got injuries, and that's the thing. That's what's going to separate these two teams in the playoffs. Like you're, you're talking about Kevin Fiala and Gabe Velarde. think both won't play tonight. That's 45 goals you're taking out of the lineup. You have to score goals against Edmonton to beat them, and that's the one differentiator because the teams, they split the season series 2-2. And you'll get, like, Connor in the series, he scored one goal 5-on-5. Five five. He didn't do a lot of damage. The Kings play a 1-3-1 trap. It worked very, very well. Uh, It was a great season for L.A. They had 99 points last year. They had, I think, 104 this year. But Connor, you know, get late in the series, I just don't think there's enough firepower on L.A. I'll put it to you this way. If Fiala and Volardi played in the series, I would pick the Kings to win the series. But I'm picking the Oilers in six because there's just not enough offense. And Edmonton's been great since the trade deadline. Matias Ekholm... Added to that, that mix on defense has been really good. And they are a big physical team now. It's just not Connor and Leon. They have a big defense, Stuart Skinner. Um, we'll see what happens. And that's the one thing, guys. When you talk about goaltending in the playoffs, I, I looked it up. 11 of the 16 goaltenders that are starting game one have less than 10 games of playoff experience. So who knows if Stuart wow. Skinner is going to be big in a big spot? Who knows if you know if even a guy like Ulmark in Boston. He's played three playoff games. Yeah. It's different when you get to this time of year, so we'll see. But I've got to go with the Oilers um, in this series. And, again, the West is wide open any, I think, except for maybe the, the two wildcard teams, I don't give a shot, but the other six teams, you can make a case for any of the other six teams emerging to get to the uh, cup final out of the West.
0: Alright, so let's talk about uh, the Avs and Jets, and let's talk about the Stars and, and the Wild, because yeah. you've got Kaprizov coming back from Minnesota, which is a boost for their offense, and and Connor yep. Hellebuck, I've said the Jets are frauds all season, but y- you know Hellebuck <laughs> has kind of held that team, uh, you know, he's kind of he held them on his shoulders, and we know how important yeah. goaltending is in the postseason. He's one of those guys that does have a little bit of experience in postseason
3: yeah and that's the only way they get there is, is connor Hallebuck. you did not frauds but you know uh, you know rick bonus was giving his team the gears two weeks before the season ended saying guys weren't ready to play it was, like they got in as an eight seed are they a dangerous eight seed i guess they've won a playoff round against edmonton a couple of years ago because hellebuck stone on his head but i don't see it i really don't see it like you know uh, they just have too much fire back but here's the thing about colorado i watched them play live the last two weeks couple of times Look, look I have on my MVP ballot. He was great. 50 goals. Nathan McKinnon, had he played the whole season, would have been the second-leading scorer in this league. But they are not the same team without Kale McCarr. He is clearly their most valuable player. He's, he changes the paradigm for this team. He makes them way more dangerous. And now this kid plays great defense as well. That's the key. If Kale McCarr is healthy, like my pick, they could get back to a cup final. If he's not... They could go out in the first round. That's the key to the to the Colorado avalanche is going to be Kale McCarr.
0: And, and Dennis, while you have your facts straight, I'm getting my bracket confused. I'm sitting here talking about Seattle playing Vegas and Winnipeg playing Colorado, and I got my teams all mixed up. But your yeah. your insight is on point, as always, buddy. Really appreciate you breaking down the West Forest there while you're in Edmonton.
2: Yeah, Dennis, There's I got up. one question here for you about sure. a team that I don't know where they go. Um, Pittsburgh. Uh, everybody get out, but how do they – begin to rebuild this thing? Uh, do they actually consider blowing up? I mean, where, where, or, or are they going to just try the quick fix like they always do?
3: Uh, what, what are you going to do? Trade Sid Crosby? <laughs> right? I mean, you're not going to trade Latang. Like, here's the thing. They doubled down and brought back Geno Malkin and Latang, who had great seasons. But their death was terrible. Like, the trade that like, Hextall, the reason he got fired, look at the trade he made at the deadline. Mikel Granlin. I think he scored one goal in 20 games since the trade deadline. It, it, it was not a well, well-managed team. And they're older. They have, I think they had like 10 guys over the age of 30. What do they do with Jason Zucker? He's a free agent. And here's the thing. They're going to be stuck here for a while because you're not trading off those guys that you can't bring on really high-priced guys because you're paying these guys all this money. It, it's a depth thing, and the worst thing could be in the NHL is mediocre. When you're stuck in that 8, nine, ten in a conference, you can't get out. You've got to be really bad or really good, and it just didn't work. And I, I think – and plus, who's the goaltender? Gonna, I, don't, I doubt they're going to bring back Tristan Jerry. Like, and Casey DeSmith isn't the guy. They're going to trade for a guy like John Gibson from Anaheim. I really don't know. I think there's a lot of trouble. I think, and not for nothing, since the Pittsburgh Penguins won the Cup back in 17, they haven't won a playoff round. Yeah. So it just—it's more wow. of the same. So they went back, they doubled down. It didn't work, but they're stuck here. I, I think you're very astute that with respect to. I don't know how you get out of it. I, I don't think you can make the seismic changes you need to because the fans won't stand for it. Like you—you you have Sid, you brought back Gino and Tanger, and now you're going to trade these guys. It's not going to happen. It's going to be a tough road for the next general manager in Pittsburgh. So
0: Dennis, to bring it around full circle, and every year we go through this exercise when the Sabres don't make the postseason, we try to project and predict mm-hmm. which teams are going to down, which teams could ascend. We saw the Devils make a leap this year there in the postseason yeah. for the first time in a while. I was saying throughout the course of this last season that Ottawa is going to be a team that gives the Sabres trouble in terms of their ability to get into the postseason. Yeah. We see the decline of Pittsburgh. We see the decline of Washington. How do you see the East shaking up here? And there's a lot of hockey obviously to be played between now and the start of next season, but but if you had to guess like just looking at the way these teams are built and the structure and the makeup of some of these organizations, do, do the Sabres have a chance to ascend the way we saw the devils ascend
3: uh do i think they'll improve by 40 standing points uh, no they're not going to improve by 40 standing points i expect the sabers to be in the playoffs next year i really do i think devin real- levi's the real deal what to do with Dupl, i don't know he could be the backup play 20 games but i expect this team to be in the playoffs i really do it, it's time it, it, there, there's enough talent on this team look guys, here's the thing and i said it with the, with the devils Like, they have two first overall picks in the middle. you got to make the playoffs at some point. When you have two first overall picks on the blue line, it's time to make the playoffs. Like, Darlene's in the conversation for the Norris. He won't win it. And Owen Powell's in the conversation for the Calder. And he probably won't win it. Right? So it's time. Like, it's time. These guys have played a full season now. There's no excuses right now. They should be an And for teams that might fall out. The Islanders are an older team. The Bo Horvath thing, he hasn't scored a lot of goals. So there, you, Pittsburgh and Washington won't be factors next season. There's a path here to make the postseason with respect to, and even Tampa. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. At some point, Tampa's going to fall off a cliff a little bit. So I, I think the expectations for the fans in Western New York is that the Buffalo Sabres should be in the playoffs next season.
2: One last one here for you, Dennis, because I don't know what to make of this story that was first tweeted out by Kevin Weeks. I mean, all these years we ask you, okay, what happens in Phoenix? Where might this team go if they can't figure it out? Yeah. Houston, Kansas City, Quebec. Atlanta? Atlanta is somehow... Yeah. Ma- Dennis, tell me. <laughs> like, if you, it, 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 you, you... They struck out twice with hockey. This can't be real. It can be real.
3: It, it, here's the thing. You tell me that can't be real. If I told you a year ago... That the Ottawa Senators would sell for $900 million? You would tell me that was made up too. And it wasn't. So, yes, there is a contingent in Atlanta that wants to bring the team back. And, you're, look, you're right. On the face of it, you're right. It failed twice with the Flames and with the Thrashers. But there's guys with money. And guys with money. And they're going to build a building, not downtown. They're not going to play in State Farm Arena. an Alpharetta outside of a suburban arena, which might or might not work these days. And we when we're talking about big city teams. But, yeah, there's a contingent that wants to do that. And here's the thing. Anytime an owner could put like a $30 million dividend check in his pocket for bringing on another expansion team. And there's, there's teams that could do that. They'll do it. It's as simple as that. Like I like 32 teams, but when there are team players with money and there's guys that are in hockey that are backing that franchise, it could happen. Like, what do I think should happen? I think you should, every day there should be calling Tillman for in and Houston and say, Hey, you want a team? Now the thing is you don't want to relocate Arizona because you want to help a, a market like Houston, to be an expansion because of the reason I mentioned because of the fee. You don't want to do a relocation. And look, here's the thing with Arizona. They've dug their heels in so deep. They own the team for 10 years, the league. It's not going to change. The only thing that's going to change that is the vote coming up in Tempe for the new arena. If that goes down, then you really got to look at moving the team. But, yeah, Atlanta's a viable option for the team. But you're right. A lot of people are going to raise their eyebrows because, hey, let's be real. Atlanta isn't a great sports town. And to put hockey in there as a third or fourth sport, yeah, you're rolling the dice. But if a guy's got money to build a really nice state-of-the-art building, it could be a possibility in Atlanta as crazy as it sounds.
0: So, so, Dennis, it goes without saying, fourthperiod.com will have unbelievable Stanley Cup playoff coverage. What exactly do you have that we can check out here leading up to tonight's action?
3: Well, we you check out all our predictions. We did all eight rounds, and I made some upset picks, so we can go there. And then I'll be covering the L.A. Admonton series. But we, got, we have guys in New Jersey and New York, Boston. So there's about three or four selected rounds that we're going to cover. Dave Pagnon is going to be covering the Toronto-Tampa series. So you can go and get insight on there and our picks as well for each of the series.
2: Dennis, appreciate you. Uh, good, uh, good stuff today. Enjoy this uh, Oilers-Kings series, and let's catch up again at uh, some point this playoff season.
3: Oh, always great being on the Sports Bar with you boys. Thanks for the
0: time. It. Appreciate Thanks, Dennis. Dennis Thanks, Bernstein, sir. the fourth period, joining us here. Preview the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs.
2: Yeah, and, and that story, I wanted to ask him about Atlanta because this just came across. Uh, there is So in Atlanta, where the Braves are, that's Cobb County. And they did this whole development project, the Battery, it's called. Massive success, right? Well, Forsyth County is where Alpharetta is, and it's north of Atlanta. Um, They have it to go, an 18,000-seat arena and everything else, and they're going to make it it. bigger. But the question is, are they going to lure a team, or are they actually going to convince the NHL, hey, give us a 33rd team? And if they're willing
0: to write the check up front for that. Money's not in the team. Money's in the arena. Get the arena built and figure the rest out. They will absolutely put... A team in Atlanta, even though it hasn't worked twice before, because they'll have that arena, they'll have a big TV market, they'll, yes, and people will go. If the team sucks, they'll stop going after a while, but at least they'll have this arena. They had the arena, they, they, yeah we 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 make the mistake of thinking that we should apply logic to this that d- logically it doesn't make sense but financially they'll make it work well and th- somebody down in Atlanta
2: could kind of correct me or you know offer more insight but here's my impression right um we have this issue in Rochester where Rochesterians like everything around except the city of Rochester that's what it seems like with the city of Atlanta where all the sports teams are moving out of the city and you're moving into all these kind of uh, counties He's around, so it worked for the Braves in Cobb County. Now somebody's saying, why, don't, why can't we do this with hockey in the neighboring? And they've got the money to
0: do it here. Well, we'll see uh, and keep tabs on that here uh, through the course of the offseason. But we got plenty of action with the Stanley Cup playoffs getting underway tonight. And I'll actually remember who's playing who out west the next time we talk to Dennis Bernstein. <laughs> golly, Gino. I'm, he's, a, he's
2: a pro. He, he is a pro, but well, he knew course.
0: what he was doing. He didn't correct me, and I wish he would have because I know who's playing who. I just, for some reason, a switch flipped in my brain where I saw the Kraken against the Golden Knights just the other night. And for some reason, I had that as the first. The Kraken going against uh, Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, and I was watching Colorado. Anyways, uh, we got the Stanley Cup playoffs tonight. And and good insight there from uh, Dennis. Some predictions and also uh, an optimistic uh, outlook for Sabres fans in terms of expectations going next year. Not really telling us something we didn't already know. Like, oh no, next year the expectations are high. You're making the post season if you're a sabers fan all right we've got some news notes to get to from around the nfl we'll do that next with appetizers here in the sports bar danger and battaglia on the fan rochester
1: odyssey has sports for every fan keep up with your favorite teams from across
0: the country and get the inside scoop from experts a-u-d-a-c-y odyssey
1: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what